0: Hey, Honeymooners, you can find ad-free episodes, Moshe's DJ sets, merch discounts, and so much more on our Patreon.
1: Check it out at patreon.com slash endlesshoneymoon, or click the link in the description of this episode.
0: Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon podcast. Welcome
1: to the Endless Honeymoon podcast. I wanted to do it this week. Okay. Can I do it? Yeah. Okay. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast, Road Edition. Natasha and I are in the bay in my old stomping grounds. I took her on a nostalgic tour of my childhood. That
0: was annoying.
1: Well, it was?
0: Moshe decided to uh, pretend like he was tour guide. a tour guide all throughout Oakland. But it was kind of horrifying because, first of all, our daughter's hearing this and you're like, here's where I dropped out of school. And I used to right behind that burger joint is where I had my first French kiss when I was 11. And there's where I dropped acid behind the deli. How, How did you live like that?
1: French kissing? I mean, I just, all you got to do is open your mouth and let your tongue do the work.
0: Would never let my daughter just roam free around a city. Well,
1: that's actually what I realized yesterday as we were going through, by the way, if you're uh, looking at the YouTube video and you're like, is Moshe wearing like unbelievably dope glasses? Yeah. Uh, I have some really cool um, shades now. And our producer, who's um, a millennial with a a Gen Z rising, said that he... She said they looked fire and
0: Z rising. She
1: said they looked fire. And to be honest with you, I knew what that meant because that's the kind of slang that I use as well. I said
0: Wow, you're so cool and young.
1: Well, I would say I'm cool if I was your age, but what I would say is You're so fire. I am fire. Is that that feels not right? Okay. Anyway, yes, we were going through the the neighborhood in Oakland where I grew up, and I did. I had this feeling like we were in this cemetery this famous cemetery in Oakland that I grew up they owned my house growing up and we used to sneak in there at night and we would we would hide from security and we would graffiti on the graves and take acid at the cemetery and stuff and we were driving through there and I was like oh yeah and over this hill there's a path that leads to this golf course that when you get through the golf course you'll be in a totally different neighborhood and I'm like how the fuck do I know that like, it's because we were free, ro- free range children. All I ever did was wander through the hills of Oakland. And
0: you were a drug addict by 14.
1: It was not good, but it was freeing. It was there's something cool about it.
0: Yeah, you know, it's cool about it. You can't even do drugs casually now because you did so many when your mind was forming that now you had to be an AA.
1: Well, but now maybe I could again. Now I'm 43 and it's time for me to start taking PCP again.
0: You like, never took PCP, did you?
1: I was a hardcore PCP addict from the ages of 12 to 12 and a half.
0: Did you really take PCP?
1: No. No, I never did PCP.
0: I remember Angel Dust like there was some after school specials about Angel Dust and people like jumping out the windows, like I definitely
1: To me Angel Dust for me is the result of prayer. <laughs> it's what it's what trickles down from prayer.
0: All right. Well, uh, let's let's take a let's take one of our write-in. People have written us in all these questions. Moshe, you picked one that you like. Yeah, I
1: picked a nice one out. I thought it would really be a nice jumping off point for us. And uh apologies for the audio this week, but we're on the road. Natasha's performing at the Outside Lands Festival with Sampa the Great. <laughs> and I'm at the San Francisco Punchline all week. Last night was the first night. It was a great, was, I would say it was a fire show. And
0: uh, honey, you're lo- not using that slang right.
1: Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, that show was fire.
0: It wasn't a fire show.
1: I think you're wrong about that. And I would love for some of our younger listeners to write in and just check in if that. Why
0: don't you just use adult lingo?
1: Uh, okay. The show was a true.
0: Simply magnificent. It was
1: a true delight. Uh, last night was a it true delight.
0: so much cooler.
1: I don't know um, because I'm trying to um, be young and cling pathetically to an age that I'm not connected to.
0: Okay, well, I'm trying to be my own age.
1: Well, that's great for you, honey, but it just isn't going to work for me.
0: Merci. I want to be one of those people who just like start speaking French.
1: You should start speaking French. You don't know French, so I, I I'm learning. You. But speaking of French, we were in Montreal last week. Um, another just fire weekend of fire shows. And um, and by the way, we're in Northern California, which is fire, literally. Uh, there's a big fire here and we should really be more mindful about fire uh, abatement and fire practices. Um, This was a write-in from our, oh, what I was going to say is our show, my show last night, tons of Endless Honeymoon podcast listeners.
0: Amazing. Lots of
1: very sweet people coming up to me um, and attempting to give me their viral load. And um, it was really nice to see all of the honeymooners out and about on the town. So come see me in a city near you. But in the meantime. Yeah, let's do a write-in question. Strawberry Blondie 505 writes if now I think this is a really good question for us because it relates directly to us. If he cooks, should I do the dishes even if he used a ton of dishes and made a mess? What do you what are your feelings on this?
0: As, as I'm sure people know this is very close to home. Uh, when you cook, there is not a, t- a cap or a top to be found for anything you've used, which is extremely frustrating. But if I do ride you hard enough,
1: mm-hmm. I, say it slower, I do,
0: I do feel like you will be a little more mindful when you cook. So I would say yes, you should do the dishes, but also encourage him to be mindful and clean up as he goes, and not just like because Moshe, like I, I got it. Did you do this or did I think of it? But I feel like you wear a little whisk around your neck.
1: A whisk? No. Don't you you wear
0: like the baby whisk? Because you're like so good at mixing things. But then all of a sudden it's like. I wear
1: it around my neck. Or I was going to
0: get you one to wear around your neck.
1: Chef Chef T. Like this is a Mr. T joke is what I'm trying to.
0: Well, I just feel like.
1: A whisk around my neck? I've never worn a whisk around my neck. Maybe I
0: was going to get you a A neck whisk. A neck
1: whisk. (laughs) Who the fuck? I never heard of such a well
0: because you're so into like making these sauces and dressing. Let me ask you, but you use so many of the ingredients that like it the how that that's what kind of makes things be like an, an insane mess.
1: Let me ask you a question. Yes. How's the food?
0: The food's good. It's what? It's fire.
1: It is fire. My my sauces are fire. And the truth is, I'm with Natasha here. Yes. If the other person, he or she is the cook, you do the dishes, but that person should be a considerate cook and try to minimize the amount of dishes that they leave for you. So I think both of you have some work to do. And Natasha, if you tasted Natasha's cooking, you would be like, yeah, she deserves to do the dishes because it is not fire. What's the opposite of fire? Your cooking is ice, a song of ice and fire is a book about me cooking and her cooking and the royal uh, families of uh, Game of Thrones universe spitting out.
0: It's always a good joke when you're like trying to think of it as you're talking. (laughs) Hey, another hot tip. I know it's obvious, but try to get serious about making sure your headphones are plugged in so that when it's dishes time, you can like Chunk. Pop in an audiobook. Pop in, even just with one ear so I can because my hair will cover it. And then I can like pretend like I'm listening to my child, even though I'm like, you know, listening to uh an audiobook or the BBC News or something else horrifying. Oh
1: my god Podcast, perhaps. Speaking of which, Natasha, since the uh episode where we discussed the uh the male-female labor disparity, I have had um I would say daily DMs from one person in particular sending me articles about um, the about said topic, like, like, a, I would say a graduate level dissertation, as if I'm unaware, I know everything. Okay, I just want to clarify that to our listeners. Anything you think you're educating me on, I already have a degree. in.
0: No, you already think you know.
1: Okay, you're right. I think I know everything. So sending me an article, it doesn't do any good because I'm A, not going to read it. B, already have predetermined uh, opinions about it. And C, uh, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing.
0: Speaking of which, as a high school dropout slash drug addict, why is it you think you know everything?
1: Oh, that's a great question. Um, The reason that I dropped out of high school, uh, actually I dropped out of junior high school. And the reason I was able to do that is because at that point, I had already ascended to top knowledge level. Um, and so at that point, I looked around, and I realized there's nothing more that the public education system of Oakland Public Schools could teach me. I already had all the information that I needed, and I was able to kind of go to a different level. Does that make sense?
0: Mm, no, it doesn't. But uh, I, I was just curious.
1: Well, I don't really think I know everything, although I, I do have some issues with being a know at all uh, but I will say that I didn't just drop out of uh, high school. I, I I did get my shit together, go back to school, went to college, which you 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 know that.
0: No, I know, but I'm just saying. Most people who like dropped out of college, I would think, would have a little bit of like, you know,
1: humility, an, an
0: inferiority complex.
1: <laughs> well, I don't have an inferiority complex, but I do have a lot of humility. I w- I have a lot of humility. In fact, I would say. In our relationship and in all of my relationships, I'm probably blessed with the most humility of both between the two of us and probably of anybody I've ever met.
0: I disagree, but- I would um... just,
1: I would say that my primary characteristics are, my two primary characteristics are an unbelievable amount of insight and intelligence, uh, good looks and charm and charisma, and also an unfathomable amount of humility. Those are the kind of the two, that's what defines me. So let's get this secret party started.
0: Yeah, I, it's been a while. I want to hear some secrets. Hi, Natasha and Mosha. Um, I am
2: calling because I just heard the girl talk about how she's more sensitive to electricity. So I have a related story, um, which is that on and off my whole life, I would get this like not bad, but just vaguely unpleasant, really intense, like tingly feeling in the palms of my hands and. You know, as a teenager, sometimes I'd be like, ooh, stigmata, I would get Catholic, oh my gosh, and then kind of would go away and, and it would come back. And I was just felt like maybe I was tapped into more intense energy than everybody. I was a yoga teacher for a little while. Um, and then during the height of like the lockdowns and, um, around the time of George Floyd's murder, there was a day where literally the, the intensity of this feeling was going up my arms and my legs the soles of my feet like just waves and waves of this uncomfortable feeling um and then uh i finally sought a medical intervention and um it turned out i just had very intense almost dangerous B12 um, which was causing the nerve pain. So uh, <laughs> I advise people to not equate physical issues with spiritual things um, and at least get it checked out first. Okay. Love you guys. Bye.
0: God, I had this whole dissertation prepared when she was talking to say how disturbing it is for people to think that what you see is all, all there is.
1: And then you realize that what she saw was all there was.
0: That she had a B12 deficiency.
1: It's such a white woman's uh, interpretation of a physical ailment. It's like, oh my God, my body feels like it's falling apart. I must be having intuition right now. It's like, no, you have diabetes actually. (laughs) And you need insulin. (laughs) That's different.
0: I mean, I hear you, but I still stand by the idea that some people are talented at seeing things in a different way.
1: Yes, they have glaucoma. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's hear another secret.
0: Uh, so I
2: have a secret and it is that I, not entirely, but partially donated bone marrow just to piss off my ex. Um, obviously I did it because it's the right thing to do. I've been on the registry for a long time, but um, we broke up over an argument basically where I told her that she was really
1: self-centered and that, like, I'd like to work on it. And she dumped me over it. And then most of our mutual friends took my side in the breakup. Because, again, they also had been fucked over by her being self-centered. Um, and I got the call, like, a week later that I was a match for someone. And obviously, I would have done it regardless. But the fact that, like, in our, like, social group, there was all this, like, community around me doing a bone marrow. And, like, when I
2: recovered, and I know that it made her fucking sick sick that like i was seen as this like great generous person in our social circle right after that breakup and uh yeah so while i'm glad it's a good thing to help someone i also really
0: enjoyed knowing that just for the fuck off is donating bone marrow a thing that pe- I-, I never have heard of this
1: yeah it's a yeah
0: you can donate your bone marrow yeah how do you know if you've got like a surplus
1: I don't think it's about how much marrow you have. I think it's about-
0: Is it like donating blood?
1: I think it's more hardcore. I think they stick a needle in your bone.
0: (gasps) And why did she do this?
1: To help somebody who needed a bone marrow transplant, but also to spite her ex for being self-centered. Because
0: everyone in her social circle is like, oh, you gave them bone marrow.
1: Yeah. So I like that. I like doing a good thing at someone.
0: All these canceled comic dudes, they need to get to the bone marrow clinic. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just start giving away your marrow. You've already given away so much of your sperm. Mm-hmm. Now go there, get that marrow uh, flowing.
1: I like that idea. It, that would be actually a really cool thing. We should launch that um, ca- from canceled to cancer. And it's a program that Natasha and I are going to start where we find canceled comedians who help cancer patients with bone marrow transplants, with meal delivery services. And they have a certain amount of community. Called
0: cancered.
1: Cancered, yeah, no, cancered, no more. That's what it is, cancered, no more. And uh, and and they they have like a certain amount of community service hours with cancer patients.
0: They should do like six months.
1: And when they are done, when they graduate from the program, they're officially no longer canceled.
0: And then the Booker at the Improv can start considering putting them up again.
1: That is a dude. That's a you know what that idea is straight fire, fire, bro. That's fire.
0: Wow, we really came up with it.
1: And we came up with the slang term fire. Let's hear another secret.
2: Hi, I have a secret I feel like I can't tell anyone, and I haven't told anyone. Um, I don't know. Let me first say I adore my husband. I find him <laughs> sexy. I love his pheromones, his BO. Oh, I love it. And I don't know if it's because he makes it out to be the best thing ever, but I want to eat some pussy. <laughs> um yeah I don't know if it's like a black swan influence or what um so bad saying it but yeah it's just uh I guess my little dark secret fantasy that I have and I don't think I can fulfill it or I want or should um but yeah that's my secret
1: a lot happened in that secret for me <laughs> i would say my first reaction is i like the way she said it she sounded like an old trucker who pulls it to eat some pussy want, pulls in her truck, so. i was like I'm, i want to eat some pussy and get a big gulp of diet dr pepper i'm here to slurp it up um i also was wondering do you like my bo no
0: i'm sorry you don't like my pheromones I don't know if those are, I, I in generally don't like the smell of anyone's BO and it all kind of smells the same to me.
1: Mm. Oh, really? You don't know my smell or whatever?
0: No, I'm good.
1: You mean you're good. I'm asking if you know it. You can't be good. That's not a I'm good. I
0: like when you wear cologne.
1: That's not BO, honey. That's the opposite. <laughs> Literally the opposite. <laughs> so the other thing that was curious to me about this is why was all of the desire to go down on a woman connected to movies? That's seen? Maybe it was Black Swan or maybe it was Bad Santa. You know, the pussy-eating movies. Um, I just
0: have a feeling if you pitch this to your husband, right, right? what are the chances he wouldn't be slightly intrigued slash down?
1: Yeah, totally. It's similar to the movie Bad Lieutenant or the movie Star Wars, um, where things happen and uh, events occur.
0: Gosh, I just think that... Uh... You should tell him.
1: Yeah, tell him. I think it's not that dark of a secret. It's not dark. Of, it's not a dark secret at all. In fact, it's a pretty com. I feel like it's a pretty common sexual desire is to want to hook up with someone. Well, you want something very specific. You want to eat some pussy, and, and so it's not just hooking up with a, a, a member of the same sex. It's you know actually you could get it. You could find a trans man and you could have your you uh could have your man and eat it too. But I,
0: mean, I also- that's funnier
1: than we uh, we really acknowledged. Have your man and eat it too.
0: That's good, hun. Come
1: on, that was fire.
0: I would also say that you could bring it up to him in the same way you brought it up to us. Like, yeah, just you look know, him in I love eye. your smell. You're my husband. I love your pheromones. But like, what if, and another question I have follow up Have you done this before? Do You know what it's like. So that's going to all be kind of factored in.
1: Yeah, just look at your husband. You say, I like your pheromones. I like your BL. But the truth is, (laughs) I want to eat some pussy. I'm hungry for pussy. Pickled eggs, boiled peanuts, (laughs) and some pussy.
0: Thank you for sharing that with us. I say go for it, but talk to him about it. Maybe he can join.
1: Get yourself a snack. Munch it on up. And speaking of munching it up, we hope you continue to munch up the Endless Honeymoon podcast. Give us a call. Leave us a secret. Give us an email. Come on our podcast. See us live. Go to MosheKasher.com. Go to NatashaLegero.com. I don't know. know. The point is, come see us live. Whatever it is, find us. See us live. Listen to the podcast. Subscribe. Join our Patreon. I'm about to drop a house mix. Very soon, I forced Natasha to listen to every second of it. She didn't like it.
0: No, I said something specific. What'd you say? I said it rhymes with relish.
1: And I went through the entire alphabet. Twice. Literally, not sure what she was talking about. Said, alish, ballish, collish, dollish, fallish. Hellish. 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 Hollish. Hollish at us and be on our podcast. Listen to the podcast. Join the Patreon. Five bucks a month. You'll make our lives complete and feed our daughter. And uh, to all of you out there in Endless Honeymoon land, I hope this week you ate some pussy. And Natasha? Yeah? I love you.
0: love you too.